And now, let's take a ride on the People Mover. Why is that so loud? Hold on. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Something just blew up. Yeah. Did you I, um, Did you blow a transformer like Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future? I may have blown a transformer. You know what happened? I have is no idea what I happened. spilled some water on this on this board today. Well, you shouldn't have done that, Scott Storm. I know I shouldn't have. And well, we'll see what happens. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, don't die. That would be my first advice. I'm gonna try not to die. It wasn't a lot. It was just enough to like me make me go oh, and freak out. <laughs> yeah, and then. Uh, does, cir- and then does just, circuitry really understand quantity, though, or is circuitry just I, like I'm wet? I, I think I think it's a very binary. Yeah. I think circuitry is very binary. Wet or not wet? And, and and what it did cause me to do is just yell to my wife, "Give me your hair dryer!" Huh. And so uh, interesting so, call there. Uh, and maybe it's the uh, the interface between this this uh, music that we got going on. I don't know because it hasn't uh, happened again. Okay, well, if you start Anyways, feeling tingly in a bad way. <laughs> let me know <laughs> if you start feeling tingly um, in a good way that's just the sol- sultry sound of my voice Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every ladies day ladies and gentlemen boys and girls Disneyland the happiest place on earth it's time to throw down y'all have you thought about a visit to Disneyland during your vacation you can waste time with your friends when your chores are done Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. Join the happy people of all ages. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. The happiest place on earth. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bob Sons and Banthas, a podcast about Disneyland and Star Wars and all the other things that the Walt Disney Company owns that we love. I'm your host, Scott Storm, and with me, my brother on the mic, oh, again, yeah. Aaron Absolute Humidity Robbins. That's me. I'm wondering how long we're keeping that joke going. Keep going. Which joke? The Absolute Humidity joke? The Absolute, absolute it, it, Humidity. It is absolutely not a joke. That is my middle name. Have you have you changed it legally? Yeah. No, my parents were meteorologists. Oh, yes. Well, okay. They and love just, weather. One was a meteorologist. The other one, just a fan of the Weather Channel. Yep. Yep. Just, Aaron, just enjoyed, Absolute Humidity just here with watching. you on episode five of Bob Sleds and Banthas. A lot happening on the show. Very exciting, and I, I need to podcast today. How about you? I need this. this. I have been looking forward to this. Truly, I've been looking forward to it since last week, but especially today, I have been jonesing to get on the mic. Need to talk about these things. Really excited, especially because last week, I got to admit, Aaron, Oh, I listened to the show last week. Uh, I listened to last week's what episode. Don't keep me in suspense. And, and I would like to say that I listened to it because, You're you know, it. quality control. Oh, That right. I want to do quality control. But I, I think, really, we can all agree it's just because of my narcissism yeah. that I listen to the show. I like the sound of my own voice. You're like, dang, but I sound I good. what I noticed was I spoke a lot last week, and I spoke pretty negatively. So I feel like I, I want the opportunity to, to uh, make up both of those things. Okay, I do not feel like this is the episode in which you should try that unless we have very, very differing opinions about the topics that we're going to discuss. But it's going to be a blast. Episode five, so many good stuff, so much good stuff. We're talking about great, some news items. Uh, I am I psyched. Some, some, I'm, uh, I'm we, psyched about this episode. It yeah. feels great. Well, I, I think don't know. Everything about it feels great. I don't know how we get out of this intro and into the episode, but if you have any ideas, I'm all ears. Well, I think, uh, I think we do the regular banter that we do. I say, how's your week been since the last time we talked? Tell me what's miserable, been going on. Miserable, Scott Storm, uh, miserable. That's right. That's right. Uh, my, uh, my, the audio in my headphones keeps on going very loud and then very soft. <laughs> well, that's me. I keep uh, I'm attributing it to some sort of technical difficulty that I'm having on my end. Hopefully, it doesn't come across that way. That would be a real shame. A real shame. As long as you don't get electrocuted, 
from the water you spilled on your mixing board, I'm fine. Or if you do get electrocuted, but it's super cool to watch it, then I'm fine with that as well. That's content. You That's shouldn't content right there. make electrocution jokes. Nobody finds them funny. They it's find them funny. shocking, which is... Oh, man. <laughs> there. Oh, that button's still working. Hey, remember, that one's still working. Remember when you did that in a meeting the other day? That was awesome. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, friends, uh, true story. Aaron Robbins and I are in a meeting, a Zoom meeting the other day. I'm not going to say of, who the president was, but it was a president of something. It was, uh, it was a president. was in this meeting. Uh, and, and a lot of bigwigs. And we're having a conversation. At one point, I banged the table. And <laughs> this goes that off. happens. Bunch of people in suit and ties, like, huh? <laughs> and and I just I just tried to play it off. Like so it was hold on, you guys invited a clown to the meeting, <laughs> and so uh, and so I tried to ignore it until everybody recognized what that was, and also recognized that I was the one that, right. uh, that did it. You could and have then, totally gone like, I don't know, I don't know. I know. I I tried to. I wanted to play it off, but I just had no poker face whatsoever. Yeah. So then I I just doubled down. Right. And then I said something that everybody agreed with, and I just did this. <laughs> And I just raised my hands yeah. up high and just celebrated it. Yeah. And I thought, well, I'm going to lean into it. If I'm going to, I'm going to screw up that bad. I might as well uh, make a I got to tell you something, Scott Storm. I'm going nuts with this quarantine. I haven't, I haven't been out of, I mean, I just, I feel so closed up. I haven't been able to travel around California. There's no, I, I, we normally get, we normally get away a lot. We normally travel, I don't know, once a month we go to yeah. some town in California, some city. You do uh, like road trips? Yeah, like road trips. trips. It's a big part like of our that. family yeah. always has been. Disneyland's a part of that, but just Southern California in general. <clears throat> so this uh, it's i think it's, it's driving actually, me crazy yeah, it's actually starting to get to me where i'm feeling why do i feel so claustrophobic and like yeah. uh, amped up and like a little edgy like everything's kind of irritating it's not good yeah it's not good we need to change no it's not um I, I i contrary to that my hair seems to be getting a lot of travel lately yeah um i don't know if you saw i did what's on going Instagram. on with the hair Man, it is it is not to be trifled with. First of all, <laughs> okay. uh, I don't want to argue with it. I, I believe it's it's become sentient. It does whatever it wants, whenever it wants. I cannot control it. And at this point, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to to come to a good understanding with it. I feel almost like uh, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a comic book reference here. I almost feel like when Peter Parker got the Venom symbiote. Right? Are you familiar with the storyline? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And uh, before Venom became a, a a huge bad guy. Oh man, forget it. This is this is too deep. This is too deep. Guys. It was going to be. Anyways, long. I feel like my hair and I. I feel like my hair is is a symbiote to me. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of hair, uh, you know, again, we we're all just sitting around the house, and uh, oh, yeah. I described it as it feels like being in a submarine, but with a nice view. Yeah. Uh, and so I gave my youngest a mohawk uh, this week because wow. we figured, why not? He's not going back to school. Uh, so I said, "Hey, buddy, you want you want a mohawk?" And he said, "Yes." And so I did it. I've never I've never uh, done that before, but I got the clippers out, and uh, I gotta say, I think I did a pretty good job. I think I nailed it. Nice job. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's hard to get wrong. Am I wrong about that? I mean, you just kind of go down the sides. What it, you got to go down the sides, but the but the real key is making sure that you don't start taking it in too much or taking it in lopsided, right? Because that's the thing is like you could end up going lopsided. So I took a lot of time to make sure that it was symmetrical. Mm. Because I was very afraid that what would happen is I take like the left side in and then go, ah, I need to take the right yeah. side in more. And then and the right side and the next thing you know, I've just shaved him. With ball. your other kid, you got to go with the not mohawk and just shave a stripe down the middle. Get one kid with the yeah. not. And then you'll have like puzzle pieces. You can put your kids on the bed. Just put so, them together. Yeah, perfect. Yes. Let's talk about this. What's been going on on Instagram? A lot of activity on Instagram. Looks like you made a Dole Whip this week. Is that right? I did. I made a dole. Well, I didn't make. I can't take credit for making the dole whip. Okay. Uh, my my wife made the dole whip, but she she took the Disneyland recipe to make uh, the Disneyland dole whip. We gave it a shot, 
And I got to tell you, it was it was on point. Well, there's I mean, two different types was, of Dole Whips. There's the Dole Whip, you know, like milkshake. And then there's the Dole Whip, just ice cream swirly thing, the pineapple ice cream. Yeah, this is the, the traditional Dole Whip. Okay. So, uh, pineapple so juice, it, pineapple ice cream. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And uh, and it blended together. I don't know how she did it. I, I, I left. I was not in the room when it was made. I came back. It was made. The Tiki Room was playing. It was wow, phenomenal. Wow, really? She played the Tiki Room before you? Win- it was great. It was awesome. My yes, goodness. it was. It was fantastic. It was a great experience. Tasted delicious. So I can I cannot recommend it enough. Did I know it taste like soft serve, soft serve ice cream though? Like, did it taste? Did it? Have, yeah. Really? The texture and flavor was Do you have was on a point. Ice cream maker. I don't. Oh man, I wish I had a soft serve maker. I don't have a soft serve maker. Uh, but it was so you didn't have that effect of of the 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 pillowy the pillowy layers. Of, of right. a Dole Whip, but it was it was pretty darn close. I mean, it, it looked good. It tasted good. I'm not going to argue with the results. I'll tell you that much. What else is going on on Instagram? Why should people follow us? If you make a, if you tell people they should follow us on Instagram at Bob Sleds and Banthas, what are they going to get there? What kind of exciting stuff? They are getting content where you cannot get anywhere else. Wow, I'll guarantee that. What a pledge! And when I say that, I mean content uh, photographing my hair. Oh, the right, growth of my right, hair, right. right? Um, some uh, whimsical statements that we make oh. between the two of us. Uh, I love that you engaging. do the little audio, the little audio clips on there. That's kind of fun. I, I really like that because I'm hoping that people, I, you know, what we really want is we want people who are following us on Instagram to to like the little audio clips and then share it with their friends and say, this is a great show. You got to listen. It's kind of, like, yeah, it's the Instagram audio equivalent of like a creeper in a van that pulls up and is like, hey. Yeah. 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 Big panel van, yeah. no windows yeah. whatsoever. Wolf uh, on the side, white. howling at the moon. Yeah, yeah, I mean, a wizard on the other yeah. side, maybe fighting a dragon. Hey, have you heard this and, uh, podcast? Yeah, and you just open it up, like listen to this podcast. <laughs> Check it out. Get on in. Hey, hold on, let me get breathy. <laughs> hey, hey, you want to hear this podcast? Yeah, they're talking about Dis- They're talking about Disneyland, oh. Star Wars. How's that? It was that good. I think I think the cops are at your house. <laughs> I gotta get. I gotta get that. Hold on one second. Mm-hmm. Oh nope, it was okay. It was okay. All right, just DoorDash. So sh- what, just should DoorDash. we just jump right into the news bits, or what do what do you what do you think? I don't know. Yeah, well, tell me about how your week's been. I mean, you, you were saying that you're sort of going stir crazy with not doing uh, road trips. Yeah. But what are you guys doing? Um, well, I'm working a lot, which is fun, and that I've sounds been, like a lot of fun. Oh, it's just a blast. I love it. Uh, I, I like to get up, and then I like to play the game. Should I shower or not? Uh, which yeah. is fun. <laughs> like, yeah. how'd that come out today? <laughs> uh, today, I, I it was later, later in the day before I yeah, finally. Okay. And then you get it yeah. when you get into the Zoom meetings or the Google Hangout meetings. They're just back to back to back. There, there right. is a hygienic problem that happens where you're just like, I don't really need to worry too. F- I'm not going to fuss about going to the bathroom or showering or any kind of hygiene. I'm just going to throw a hat on. And then you realize that you're basically like a baseball uh, card collector in like a basement yeah. trying to like <laughs> yes. trying to like run a company. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel so like <laughs> not good about myself. I feel like I'm trying to, you know, sell I, old sports memorabilia. I definitely had the experience where I was like, how long have I been sitting? <laughs> I got, I, when was the last time I was outside? <laughs> yeah. You know, one of those things. And uh, it's just... It's a definitely a new way of working, one that I have, I'm not familiar with. And yes, I agree. It feels very similar. If if I was in my basement, if I was in my parents' basement back in Michigan, uh, it would seem very appropriate right now. Yeah. Um. And and yeah, I I understand. So so the shower game, your shower game seems like it's on point. I don't know. Nobody wants to hear about our work stuff, but it is funny. I've I've taken to uh, I've taken to running a lot of the meetings that I I lead like their podcasts, and I'm like, all right, next point. What is it? 
All right, I think Let's I heard move you. It along. Yeah, move it along. We got to go for time. You're not entertaining enough. <laughs> yeah, Come on, totally. pick up the bass. So much. I hear a lot of vocal ticks uh, in you. I was totally with this guy the other day, and I was like, we already heard that segment. <laughs> move on to the next that one. segment. Segment. <laughs> Talking about the launch. Can we get it? We have a listener feedback. Yeah. Come on, how are our stats doing? So ah, let's get into some news. <laughs> let's get into some news. I think you've got this first one, don't you? Aren't you talking about An this amazing one? thing happened? The most amazing thing ever happened. Uh, Tell me about the most amazing. Well, I thing believe ever. it was down at Disney California Adventure, and they had this uh, this guy, you know, and he was I don't know. He was kind of just I think what was going on with him is he was sort of disappointed by uh, some of the construction that was going on in the Los Angeles uh-huh. area, just the quality of it. And so he was like, he stood up to his boss, and he's like, I demand a higher quality, and they're like, you're fired, and he's like, what? And so he was out of work and he wandered over to wandered over to Disneyland and just ended up in the park uh, in Disney's California Adventure and they're they're doing some construction yeah. there. And so he just started doing construction himself because he just had like these you know this he had this thing inside his heart where he had to do it well. And so he wait he wandered over to the park. Yeah, and so he built and Adventures doing Land construction on his own. at night. Uh, and then he op- when they opened the park in the morning, Adventures Avengers Land was was already built and and, and it was he, built. Yeah, and he had done it himself. And then they were like, well, should we arrest him? But then this guy came out and he was like, you know what? Good can come from the least expected places. And, and that's right. So that's the news story I heard. What was you? What was the what? What did you hear about that news story? I think you. I think you've hit did it I? beat for beat. I mean, I really don't think I have any any editorial <laughs> correction. Why don't you summarize Maybe a it? A few tweaks. Okay. A minor yeah. minor tweaks here Give me your and there. Tweaks. I think. Let me hear your tweaks. Yeah, just a couple of tweaks. Okay. Listen, uh, this is just uh, constructive feedback. Okay. Okay. Let me hear it. All, I'm, I'm ready for it. it. Um, So it's my understanding that there was a gentleman, and I'll use that term loosely, but a gentleman (laughs) who just felt like, you know what, Disneyland is closed. And that makes me sad. Um, But I bet, I noticed that they're doing a lot of construction over there on on that Avengers campus. I bet there's some great construction equipment that I could steal. Uh, and well, then, that makes uh, more pro- sense. Per- I'm sorry, procure. Procure by some nefarious means. That makes a lot more sense than my, my version of this. Yeah. Okay. And so he, um, yeah, it was, this guy's 18 years old. Really? He jumped, he, yeah, he scaled, he scaled the fence, 18 year old, scaled the fence of California Adventure, um, was found in the, in the middle of the park, according to Anaheim Police Department, uh, and was at near, near quote, a construction site yeah. by the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, uh, which so, of course translates to Avengers Campus. Not an out of work do-gooder that was looking to bring joy to the world by doing some nighttime construction to open up the Avengers Campus for the kids early and thus become the, the plot line to the next Disney film. Totally different. I think... I think this takes rope dropping to a completely different totally level. Different Just level. a totally different level. I mean, this is this is someone who is a fan. We say we're fans because we host a podcast, but we would never break into California Adventure to be the first ones on uh, Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure. Are you going to construction drop? No, what's that? Oh, it's where you go in early and do work. <laughs> oh, cool, man. They let you it's just use power tools. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you and what you and if you don't want to go, we have an after hours party where you sneak into an outhouse and you stay there until everybody leaves, and then you have the whole park. Oh, yourself. delightful! Great news story. Yeah, yeah. Somebody broke into Disney uh, California Adventure, uh, possibly got arrested for trying to steal tools. Let me ask you a question: right. If you were go- if you were going to break into the Disneyland Resort, okay, yeah, you just uh, just you're throwing caution to the wind. Yeah. You're saying it does it doesn't matter. Would you pick California? No, Adventure, no, it's a terrible and specifically choice. Guardians Tower to be the place that you break in. Yeah, no, uh, I've and I've thought I've actually thought about this question quite a lot. I actually never, sure I, I never think. Of, so first of all, I have broken into Disneyland before. I have been in Disneyland uh, without paying. True story. 
Um, I do. Do you want to admit this right now? I don't know. I feel we're, like we're, I feel like we are trying. We are trying to get the Disney company to not only listen to us but also appreciate and approve of us. You're right. This was a really long time ago. Statute of limitations on this particular, and I don't. Even, it was a soft crime. It, the park was closing. The gates were open. There was like an hour left in the operating day, and I was like, I wonder if you can just walk backwards into Disneyland when the gates are open, when they're just kind of mass letting people out. Yeah, and my wife was very uncomfortable with this, but uh, we just kind of turned around. I'm backwards. uncomfortable okay, with I'm, it right I'm now. So <laughs> How many years ago was it? <laughs> Twenty. Yeah, I'm still uncomfortable. <laughs> and so we just kind of walked backwards, and then I was. It had been a while since we'd been Wait, there. Yeah, like you. What, what do you mean you walked backwards? Like you literally went to the turnstiles and then just sort of like automaton <laughs> droid walked backward, like you yeah. moonwalked backwards. Yeah, in not through the, the turnstiles. So this is when they open the, the the two main the like the floodgates where it's like. Nobody else is getting in the park tonight. We're just letting everybody out so that, that you didn't have to go through a turnstile. Uh, it was more in the center of the park where you could just kind of walk out. So a bunch of people are yeah. flooding out. We just kind of went in that. I turned around backwards and was like, Timmy, oh, come on, Timmy. And then just kind of walked into the park. Oh, okay. And then uh, I couldn't remember if they gave you wristbands at Disneyland. It had been a while since I'd been there. So I pulled my sleeves down over. We pulled our sleeves down over our hands because I'm like, I don't know if, if you get wristbands or whatever. And we went on Pinocchio for free. So you you swam upstream, yeah. not unlike a spawn, uh, like like a salmon. Exactly. Uh, you you went you went against the current like in order to get on to get on Pinocchio, which I, I, just I mean, didn't know the rules, man. I was already I, was, I feel like I was already feeling hot. I was feeling the I was feeling the eyes of Walt on the back of my neck, and so I, just, I was feeling hot. If you're if you're gonna be felonious that way, I'm just sort of surprised that Pinocchio was the choice. Yeah, not uh, a good if, choice. If this was gonna be the last time you were ever gonna be allowed back into Disneyland, uh, you don't get trapped. You chose Pinocchio as your last ride. So I've thought about it a little bit. How, to, how about staying in the park? I've thought about how do I stay in the park and what would I do? What would be the best way to to get left in the park after closing? So I've thought about that. I've never yeah. thought about breaking in, and certainly I don't know. Disneyland seems like a sketchy proposition uh, to do that. Are you clicking something? What are Sorry, you doing? I don't know. You have a, a ball. It made me all nervous with, with saying that you were still concerned about my felonious Disneyland. I'm I nervous. I made you nervous. Yes, you made me nervous. I'm trying to have a successful <laughs> podcast right now, and, now you're, and you're talking about when you broke into Disneyland. You feel like an accessory a little bit. I, I want to completely disclaim anything <laughs> you just said. Yeah. I've had no association with you about this. It was my wife and, and I. And I'm making. I'm feeling very uncomfortable we're, right we're now. We're going to Disneyland prison. I hope you're joking. Why don't you go on with the next news story? <laughs> I, if I can reorient myself, yeah. I will. I, I I feel I I admit that I feel a little taken aback right now. It's oh, so <laughs> not that big a deal. It's a gateway theme park. Next time I'm going to be sneaking into I'm going to be sneaking into Magic Kingdom and all sorts of things. Yeah, you are you going to be just kidnapping Pluto and taking him home? With I you would as well? love is that to was because the, Pluto hit on my wife that same trip. We we paid for the park the next day and did a whole day. What is going on? <laughs> what is the story that you're telling right now? It was my honeymoon. Oh my gosh! This is let's ridiculous. go. Let's go on to the next news story. My- All right, please look. A financial analyst. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I don't even know how to segue this. I'm just going to go into yeah, the next please, story. Please do. Financial analyst. Uh, he he he's proclaiming. Hmm. He's saying uh, that he believes that Disney World and Disneyland and all of the overseas parks won't be able to reopen until January 2021 because of the coronavirus. He, he's he's just what he says is we believe parks profitability, uh, which is a you know a, a really fun analyst word yeah. profitability will be impaired for a longer period of time, giving the lingering effects of the outbreak, and now assume an opening date of January first as our base case. Uh, yeah, 
doesn't re- reaction doesn't seem I mean, crazy. No, nobody knows. What? Disney Disney doesn't even know. Disney's not even saying when they're going to open it. When you think this about how long it takes for large corporations to approve or do anything in the opposite direction, so the decision to close would be quicker than the decision of how you redo it because the decision to close is largely a public opinion, a culture, a safety decision. So it's like err on the side of being safe. Let's just close the thing down. That takes, you know, not a long time to make that decision yeah. uh, because you're erring on the side of caution. This we're erring on the side of 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 spread, you know, like the opening it up, sure. somebody gets sick day one, it's a big deal. So I could see that it would take a lot longer to do, would come in lots more phases. When you look at we're already, you know, almost in whatever, April, May, I don't know what day it is or what month it is. Does It's Schmerz Day. It's Schmerz Day. Well, give me a month. What's what's a generic month? Uh, Schmanuary. <laughs> Schmanuary. <laughs> it happens to be the Schmerz Day of Schmanuary today. Um, and so it, uh, uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Schmocktober. It's Schmocktober. <laughs> and uh, it doesn't seem that crazy to me that January 1st would be the realistic date. That doesn't seem crazy when you think about how long, how much step, how much clearance, how much planning, uh, how much refiguring. If they're going to be like social distancing is a thing in the park now. So we're ripping out seats and we're putting tape down and we're crazy. I mean, it doesn't seem crazy to me. I, I guess it seems, you know what it is, is January seems so far away yeah. i mean we are in this paradigm right now we're in this this new world where a month you know thinking a month ahead is like well i have no idea how to plan for a month ahead you ha- you have the governor of california who came out yesterday saying tomorrow we're going to unveil a plan about how we can gradually reopen the economy and then comes out today and says like we no we don't we can't reopen the economy right now like we we don't have a way of doing that right now yeah. So, so for someone to project and say January we're gonna is when they're gonna open back up, it, there, it just seems like it just seems so such a wild guesstimation, yeah. especially when you Wait, figure. Does it that seem early so, to you or does it seem late to you? Does this, it seems late to me. Okay, I mean, it, it seems late to me given the uh, given the cultural uh, the culture swell of people wanting to get back to reality or you know mm-hmm. uh, whatever that however you define reality at this point yeah however you define normal people are wanting to get back into some sense of very normalcy. much so we're tired and, and right and so the thought that that disney the corporation again you know we've, we've talked about it before they make money off of theme parks and movies and if their plan is well we're really going to operate 20 percent of our company we're going to hold the operation 20 percent of our company until january that seems like an eternity from now and and all and in addition to all the people that they have furloughed the hundred thousand workers that walt disney world has furloughed and the you know tens of thousands of workers that disneyland has furloughed it really seems if if it took until january for disneyland to reopen disney world to reopen I, and and I mean open. I don't mean open with social distancing. I don't mean opening at half capacity. Yeah. I mean like the first time we open the doors is January 2021. Yeah. That is a shocking long time away for me. Yeah. I think the thing, uh, this is just a non sequitur, but when you go into grocery stores now and you see people that have masks and people that don't have masks, there's two yeah. ways you can look at that. They can be like, well, look at that guy that doesn't have a mask. He's not with the program. Or you can look at it like he was with the program last week and he's just so tired of it now. He, he, he can't take it. He's anymore. on the other side and he took it off. So you don't know this. Yeah. like that he doesn't believe in masks. He just might be on the other side. Good news story. Just January. Hey, wow. Yeah. J- January. I would, would. Do you want to wait until January to go back to Disneyland? <sighs> There's so many other, I mean, the Disneyland podcast, so I have to say no, but I want to get a haircut. 
I want to. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so so yeah. many things I want to do. Yeah. And, and Disneyland is on, on one of them. But if, if we just sort of bumped along every month, I got a new freedom. It's like being released, you know, from prison. Like it's like, oh, you get it. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll grant okay. you that. I mean, if I could just walk down the toy aisle at Target with my kids yeah. right now, yeah. like that's a gimme. That's a gimme for me. So, yeah, if I can do that first, I haircut first. Yeah. Clearly, clearly we, we have established that we both need haircuts. Haircuts first. Target toy aisle next month. Yeah, I could see Disneyland be rolling into January yeah. by that by by that pace. Yeah, yeah. Um, you want to take this next one? I I actually I want you to take this next one just because of the topic. Wow. Well, I don't have it up here, but uh, I did read the article because it was very fascinating to me. You tell me where where I'm missing some details, uh, but I remember the article basically asking the question: Should Bubba Fett appear as a villain on the second season of Mandalorian? Was yeah. Did you say Bubba Fett? Boba Fett. I was I, I wasn't sure if you said I say it all sorts Bubba. of uh, <laughs> sometimes do, but I also call wolves wolves. So you know, and ribs ribs. You call wait say that again. You call wolves 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 and ribs ribs like W O L F S. <laughs> that's how you pronounce it. Wolves? Tell me though. Tell me though that Bubba Fett, if whatever Bubba Fett is, that's not a far superior. Like just like an older an older Boba Fett. That's think, just like yeah. I think ugh. Bubba Fett is just his. Uh, we got any of that more... Wookie jerky left? Like, no, you ate that's it right. all. Yeah. Yeah, all the yeah, he's, just, he's just making his own uh, moonshine, yeah. uh, two moonshine, yeah. I think. Uh, and yeah, two Bubba moonshine, uh, two moonshine. Oh, my gosh. Like you made the best joke uh, on the last Thank episode. You. And I didn't hear it when we recorded, but I heard it later when I listened to it. It was uh, my Kylo Ren quarantine. And you're like, oh, that's their version of force time. Like FaceTime. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. Hey, you like that I appreciated it well, later. Uh, I, you know what, uh, if we're, if we're going to go into the retrospective already, you made a great comment the last episode when we were talking about that Disneyland has a lot of these different unofficial theme days and you said bat day and everybody loves Aaron <laughs> yeah. day. And I, I felt so bad. <laughs> I felt so bad that I didn't pick that up in any way because I was about to go on a tirade about bat day and I completely <laughs> missed your joke. It's a real day. So you want to know, uh, you want to know what my thoughts are about, uh, Bubba Fett being in. yeah the the short is this like somebody is saying oh i think that uh that boba fett may be uh, the mandalorian's real villain like you have you have the uh i can't remember the, the character's name right now he's the one uh he, he was in uh yeah so there's the the main foil at the end of uh the mandalorian season one his name is moff gideon he's the guy that was from uh breaking bad he's flying the tie the tie fighter spoilers for mandalorian season uh, one if you haven't seen this yet uh and I, and I won't go, I won't give the big spoiler away from the end of uh, season one, but anyways, so he's sort of established as like this, the big bad that's going yeah. after, uh, a, after, uh, Mandalorian. And they're saying that, Oh, well really who it should be is it should be Boba Fett. Mm. Wouldn't that be awesome if, if it was Boba no. Fett? Uh, eat, yes, I, I agree. I almost feel like we can stop the conversation oh, right now. No, I agree. Uh, um, it's not that I gave it much thought, but I do have uh five points I would like to make on this particular Ooh, five points you'd like to make. Oh, Please tell me. Sorry. First, part of the thing about Boba Fett is the the less you know about him, the better. The more we know about yep. this character, the the worse his whole thing is is shrouded in mystery. Uh, yes. The more this person yes. appears on screen talks, it's bad. That's that's my point one. Point two: people have gotten tattoos. People have uh, devoted their life to cosplaying this character, and so I feel like I feel like a movie franchise makes a social contract with a fan to say you've adopted this character. You guys love this yep. character. It speaks to you. It helped you get through some times in your life. We're gonna go ahead and not screw it up for you. So keep cos. 
cosplaying. Keep loving. Keep your tattoos. We're going to not screw this up. Anytime you bring that character back, I'm not saying they are going to screw it up, but there is an opportunity that they would do something with the character where somebody's like, dude, I'm completely sleeved out in Boba Fett's, and now you made him yeah. kind of like a wuss. I don't want these on my arm anymore. Yeah, now now he doesn't wear his helmet anymore. He has a, a, a an eye patch yeah. and uh, and carries a, a little... Um, uh, uh, one of those uh, salacious peak rum uh, monkey guys that were in uh, Java and Spells, a speaking right? spell, and when he wants to type, it, and he speaks, <laughs> that's how he communicates yeah, now. As he just punches in the stuff. So uh, yeah. the other thing is like his outfit, his outfit, the 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 way that armor was made, that outfit that exists perfectly and wonderfully within the context of the film that films that it currently exists in. If you're to if you're to take that outfit out, that. Uh, late 70s early 80s armor and put it into the mandalorian you would either have to change it or it's gonna feel like that guy bought his outfit at like a secondhand store and put it together like the mandalorian looks slick and this guy's wearing stuff or it's gonna not be true to talk to me about that because you're looking like you think i'm crazy well uh yeah i don't know if i agree with that necessarily i mean i and we obviously we will go into the mandalorian in further detail in uh later shows you think the boba fett empire strikes back uh, get up the costume you put that next to the Mandalorian and you're like yeah that, that was made in the same prop shop at the same time from the same area it looks well, great uh, yeah I think they could do it in a way that it looks appropriate I mean the credit to Mandalorian is that it looks very uh, classic trilogy ish I mean I think the entire aesthetic of that show looks very similar to the Ralph McQuarrie style and the the way that the original trilogy was shot so I mean, uh, yes, you've you've got this green and red and yellow color aesthetic uh, up against the the muted earth tones of Mandalorian and the, the the metallic look of the Mandalorian. That's going to look different, but I don't think it's going to look out of place. I don't think it's going to, you know, I don't think this sort of splash of green and yellow and yeah, red. Yeah, for me, it's not just the colors, though. Like, Boba Fett's clearly wearing, like, some sort of onesie cargo outfit underneath his stuff, and it just... I'm going to stick. I'm going to go to my next point. It's a great point. Uh, my feeling. <laughs> that is a great <laughs> It was point. a great one. You've made a great Thank point. Thank you. No, no reason to actually give me feedback on it. I feel like the, the, the decision would be made. <laughs> I'll, uh, just, I'll just smile and nod. Please. Yeah. I feel like the decision would be based on uh, fan service. Not not that the plot or the that the story demands that that he be the villain, but that that they, it feels a little pandery-ish to the fans to some degree. That doesn't always work out. 100%. Okay, that doesn't always work out well for everybody when that's the decision-making making metrics. Matrix. Yeah. Last yeah. point. I don't have... Go ahead. At what point are you on? I only had five. That was point four of my five point... Uh, oh, so man. sorry. Okay, hold on. Let me take a drink. Okay, good. I hope it's not water. Uh, I don't know what I meant when I wrote this, but uh, I wrote, it's like Mickey Mouse on a cruise ship. <laughs> Do you know what I meant? Which I... Mickey Mouse is on a cruise ship, right, so but, I'm not really sure. Yeah, but is that like, do you feel like uh, when you meet the Mickey Mouse on a cruise ship, you're like, I know, but it's eh, the real Mickey Mouse is in Disneyland. And in the same way, do you feel like, yeah, the real Bubba Fett is in Empire Strikes Back and not really in Return of the Jedi a little bit, but he's not in this Mandalorian TV series. We can't take Boba Fett and put him on TV. That's not where he lives. He lives in the movies. Well, I think we can agree that when Mickey is on the cruise ship, it's because he left to go on vacation oh, okay. with you. Okay. And you happen to be on the same cruise ship that Mickey's Lucky there, you. and he's not in Disneyland. Whoa. And oh boy, <laughs> hey Aaron, it's good to see you. <laughs> not uh, bad, thanks, Mickey. Not, hey, everybody on this yeah. cruise ship's uh, healthy, right? No fevers, nothing like that. Well, we're gonna stay on here for a long time. <laughs> good, good, Corona, Mickey. <laughs> you love it. 
<laughs> You're allowed to laugh on the show. It's okay. I don't feel so good. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I've got a dry cough. <laughs> why, why are we doing this? Is not, this is not why people are listening. Yeah, it is. People are not listening for us to make off-color jokes about the coronavirus. They're waiting for it, man. It's so time. That's what these podcasts do is they help heal a nation that's feeling a little pent up right now. It's okay. I was symptomatic, but I've been clear for 72 hours. Oh, way to go, Corona Mickey. Hot dog. Good good job. We don't mean to make light of it. Uh, No, of course not. Of course not. We've been pent up for a very long time. This this show has really gone off the (laughs) rails. You've been talking about your life of crime. And now we're alienating the other half I of believe our it's audience a misdemeanor. by making off-color jokes. Uh, so Boba Fett, that's my five-point outline on yeah, why I Yeah, we're still talking about Boba Fett? Yeah. Well, are we done? That, that was my five-point outline. I appreciate outline. your research. Thank you. No Boba Fett on The Mandalorian. Oh, uh, well, I, I want to... I'm not going to... I don't have as well-researched or as well-thought opinion okay. on this as much as I'll just say no. Okay. Wow. Yeah. No. That is more to the point. I don't think that there is... Uh, there's not a need. Uh, again, this is a galaxy of stories that can incorporate a myriad of characters and to just lean into the characters that you already know and love um, as a main character, not a, not a cameo or something like that, but as a main character, a main foil just feels very pandering, very fan service. It's really, uh, it, it feels like everything, uh, all the mistakes that they made in making the Han Solo movie they're just going to make again by doing something like okay. this. And and that's coming from a guy who honestly really enjoyed Solo, yeah, even though it was a movie he never wanted yeah. made. On this day, Aaron. Oh, I just wanted to mention that when we're recording this, uh, when we're recording this, it's actually Earth Day today. Do you have any 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 fond feelings for Earth Day? Uh the only fond feeling I have for Earth Day is that it also happens to be the day that uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom opened over in uh, Florida 20 oh, years what a great ago. Day. So it's a 20-year anniversary. What a great this, day to open year. Earth Day. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, yep. Also on yep. this day a long time ago, did you know uh, one of my favorite books, if not my favorite book, is uh, Around the World in 80 Days. Have you read it? I, you know what? I have never okay. read it. I admit I haven't read it. However, my eight-year-old Oh, has, I adore so, it. I love the book. I've read it yeah. twice. Uh and they actually flew the uh, the balloon, the hot air balloon, out of the middle of Disneyland. Apparently, uh, a long time ago, seventies or something like that. Oh, is that yeah, right? Yeah, on on today. And they actually did they did they do it in eighty days? Is that? I think it just went up and then and then maybe landed over in a field somewhere. It was a publicity stunt back in uh, back in the seventies or late sixties or something. Oh, but they did it on, on this, this day, day today, April twenty second. That happened. Well, what do you know? Well, they would never do something. That's, that's exciting. They would never do something like that Earth today. Would they? You can't launch a hot air balloon in the middle of Disneyland. I watched the opening of Walt Disney Land. No, I watched. Uh, I think it was. It was I think it was the the reopening of Tomorrowland. Yeah. And uh, they had a guy with a jet. Yeah, I know. I've taken off in the I've middle of Tomorrowland. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome, what I wanna... and I just think, how come they're how come they're not yeah. doing that more often? How come how come their jetpacks are not just prolific in our yeah, society right I now? I don't know. They were doing that in '65 or whatever it was. Yeah. That's it. And on this day, what are we moving into? Oh man, you got a big show note. You've been so excited about this every oh, day. Every we, day we're talking are about you this. Ready? I'm super ready. Are be more ready. You ready for this? Uh, this is a new segment uh, that we're going to be. Let's start this again. This is a new segment that we are calling. Back of the vault. Disney Plus is back of the vault. unleashed. Okay, I thought it was back. Ba- back of the vault. Back to the vault, like back to the beach or back to the future. It's back of the vault. Back to the vault. It. We're back to. Hey, where the you vault. going, Scott Storm? Ba- I'm back to the vault. No, back of the vault. Know that I'll be back. I'm back. Oh, and I'm on that it's a good song. one. 
a good one. Back of the Vault is a segment where we uh, take a look at some Disney Plus offerings that maybe the Disney company doesn't didn't bring out all the time when there was the Disney yeah. Vault. Maybe they would, you know, mm-hmm. when there was a, hey, out now for a limited time, you can buy Beauty and the Beast or or The Little Mermaid or Here's Pinocchio. Um, and they, they, these are the type, these are the offerings that, that never really made yeah. it out of the yeah. vault. So that's why they're in the back mm. of the vault. That's that's what this is. That's what this. What did we decide about. to watch is, this week? You made sure that we watched the same movie for uh, what is now obvious reasons because we're going to be discussing it. It wouldn't make sense if we talked right. about two different movies. What movie did you select for us to no watch? Sense. This week's offering, as you can tell, because it's already the title of our uh, our podcast episode. We are. You don't know about... what I'm going to title the podcast episode. Well, now you're just going to do it. You're to spite right. Me. That now is correct. Something else. It's going to be like we talk about the amp- Apple Dumpling. You game. know very well the title of this podcast is Bubba Fett. <laughs> yes so we are talking about 1979's disney's the black the hole. black hole the black hole uh this seemed like an appropriate movie uh first of all it would seem like an appropriate movie because we are fast approaching uh may may the 4th yeah which as you know is uh, the star wars holiday uh may the 4th be with you and so it seemed like, well, let's talk about a show. Let's talk about a movie. Uh, we, we sort of want to get geared up for Star Wars Day because obviously we love Star Wars and that's going to be something that we're going to be doing. Uh, so what are we going to do for Star Wars? We can't just we can't just break out a Star Wars movie. We can't just review a Star Wars movie. We're too early into we this are. thing that we call Bob's Husband Banthas to, uh, to do a Star Wars movie. So instead, let's find Disney's answer to Star Wars. And Disney's answer to Star what Wars... What does that mean, Disney's answer was, to Star Wars? What do you mean when you say that? Well... This movie came out in 1979, two years after the release of Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, which when it was just called Star Wars. So the world is sweeped up, just sweeped Everybody up. Everybody loves Star uh, Wars. The world's going crazy for the Star, Star Wars. Wars. They're like, they, they can't believe what they're seeing on the screen. How is that possible? There are lines it's around the, the ships. block. It's amazing. It's amazing. That Star Destroyer goes on forever. When does that thing end? I have no idea. Darth Vader, is he a robot? He seems like a robot. Are those stormtroopers robots? What's going on? Luke and Leia, they must, I bet you they're going to fall in love. Look at the way that they're so, kissing. It's wow. wonderful. So the, the world right? is uh, being taken by stormtroopers and Star Wars, and Disney's like, hey, we got to get in on that sci-fi space action. We got to get some of that sci-fi cheddar <laughs> yeah. going. We're Disney. <laughs> look at this. Look at this pipsqueak George Lucas. He made American Graffiti yeah. and then this Stars War. Yeah. We can definitely make our own Stars War. Let's do it. Yeah. So they, and it was called The Black so they, Hole. W- it was called The Black yeah. Hole. And uh, what they did was they, they took a script that, uh, that Disney was originally developing. It was originally uh, meant to be a disaster film. So it was basically like the Poseidon adventure, but in space. Right. They retooled it. They reworked it. They said, "Let's let's put a little Star Wars." A disaster in. Little, film. Little, uh, a bunch of people of diverse backgrounds, socioeconomic status, and intelligence are on something that crashes, blows up, shipwrecks, or whatever, and they have to find a way to get off it, led to safety by the least likely of the heroes, or something like that. That's a disaster film. And they thought that is. A they thought, "Let's film. do this in space." They're like, "We've we've seen Towering Inferno. Yeah. We've seen a building blow yeah. up. Yeah, we've seen a a ship." Uh, now what we need to see is a crew a spaceship crew get off a spaceship that's exploding how are they going to do that and they said well let's shelve that for a little while and then they brought it back as they went oh stars war this is a great this is a a great great thing we got to get on just giving out money at the box office to space movies that's right people people are they're hungry for this they're hungry for it so we're going to bring out the black hole interesting things to note about the black hole before we actually get into it this was 
Disney's first movie to receive a PG rating. Really? Yeah, isn't that fascinating? That, that is kind of fascinating. I'm trying to think of why. Just, well, I guess we'll get into that. Well, I mean, but up until this point, you know, you've got, obviously you have the the animation of Disney, but you, you've got, uh, again, the Apple Dumpling Gang. We'll make another nod there. You've got the Love Bug. You've got the Nutty Professor. So you have a lot of these cherished and yet saccharine type of yeah. movies. And then you've got the Black Hole that comes out that is very tonally different. We'll talk about yeah. how tonally different this movie yeah. is from the other movies that Disney's put out. Uh, so yeah, it was the first one to garner a PG rating. Uh, originally budgeted, it has a, had a budget of $20 million, hmm. which in today's dollars is $71.1 million. Okay. okay? Box office uh, domestic earned $35.8 million. Okay. Which... Not not bad. I mean, it's, you know, earned $15 million. Uh, marketing costs were not what they are now. So I think that's probably a pretty healthy return. Uh, in today's dollars, that would be about 127 How many people asked for their money dollars. back? Uh, that's a good question. I could, I, that was uh, a that joke question. number is not reflected on Box okay. Office Mojo. <laughs> what number is reflected on Box Office Mojo, though, Aaron, uh, for a point of context, are the numbers for Star Wars Episode Four that made with a budget of $11 million. That's okay? crazy, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. $11 million, Black Hole, $20 million. So that was, in today's dollars, $46.8 million. You'll get twice the movie. Star if we spend Wars, twice as much as Star Wars, we'll get twice as good a movie. It's going to be twice as good. People are going to like it twice yep. as much. Uh, and, and certainly, Disney was taking a look at the box office. Uh, the numbers that I got, $307.2 million dollars. Uh, for the 77 release. That doesn't include the 1982 re-release or the special edition release. Uh, th this uh, translated into $2020 dollars, 2020 coronavirus dollars, $1.3 billion. Is what Star Wars opened at or made at uh, domestic box office. Well, let's talk uh, about why. Produced by Ron Miller, by the yeah, way. Yeah, Ron Miller, uh, Diane Disney's uh, husband. Uh, That's right. And uh, was uh, was the next president to succeed... Uh, Walt, is that correct? Or uh, he wasn't the next one, but he did become the president in 1983. For a very so he was produced. He was producing these films during this period. Ron of Miller, time. a football player, uh, USC All football right. player. Yeah. That's right. For some reason, I feel like he was an astronaut too. I know that's not true, but you just feel but, like he was uh, an astronaut. <laughs> I just feel like he should have been an astronaut. You know, like doesn't that that paints the right picture? Like USC football player turned astronaut turned movie producer, turned president of the Walt Disney Company, married Diane Disney. Uh, it just seems Way to go, Ron right? Miller. You made the black hole. When are we going to start talking? When are we going to start Ron talking Miller. about it? Well, we're going to start talking about wow. it right now because after you take that big drink of water, you, Aaron Robbins, are going to tell me, Scott Storm, what is the black hole about? All right. Well, uh, here's, here's the deal. The black hole is about this. Uh, it's about this ship. And this ship's uh, got some crew members on it. It's got uh, it's, uh, it's a lady. It's got a couple guys. It's got a weird robot. I believe the robot's name is Vincent. Uh, Vincent. So we, we, we should only do a podcast dedicated to Vincent the robot because this is the most ridiculous uh, creation. Uh, that's How many Bobsleds and Banthas t-shirts can we have made? Featuring Vincent as an unofficial uh, mascot. I, yeah, if you, it's well, we'll get into. It. We'll, we'll get back to Vincent. So, so there's <laughs> okay. there's some people yeah, on the ship. I'm and getting they're excited. Just like hanging out. They're just like, hey man, what do you guys want to do today? And they're like, I don't know. 
And they're like, well, there's like a big old ship. And then the girl's like, whoa, I think my dad or something might have been on that ship. And they're like, we should go check it out. So they're like, let's <laughs> yeah, do that. And then going. they go check it out. And they're like, you have a lot of people here doing stuff. And he's like, yeah, I do. And then they're like, are they people? And he's like, I don't know. And then they're like, we think they are people. And then he's like, oh, they're like zombie people or faceless people. Or like, you're doing weird stuff. And he's like, yeah, I guess I am doing weird stuff. Uh, let's go through this black hole. And then they're like, oh, no, the black <laughs> hole goes to hell. And there's like, no, it goes to heaven for us. <laughs> I think I don't know, man. It was a end credits. A weird end movie. credits. Man, you have done a fantastic summary of this. I movie. don't even know if I got it right, man. I, the first thirty seconds of this movie, when they can't decide if there's gravity or not in that original room, some people are holding on. <laughs> it is this thing. Some people are like holding on. Some people are floating up and down. And then the one younger dude is just kind of like pelvic thrusting the console as like as right. As he's like you know. All right, you're getting you're getting oh, way ahead of where we need to be I right now. Pelvic thrusting uh, is way but ahead. I definitely love the enthusiasm yeah. about this. I can't. This is going to be a robust and healthy discussion. It's so weird, yeah. Uh, I keep. I think it is a. It is a. It is a very. It's a. It's a, it's a very weird yeah. film. I mean, I will agree. It's a very weird film. I would give the summary okay, as this. Okay, let me hear it. It's a. It's it's a. It's a crew of space explorers. They get a signal from a lost spaceship. Uh, it's parked at the edge of a black hole. The crew goes to investigate to find that this giant ship is being manned uh, by one human survivor and a crew of robots, uh, and he's been studying the black hole for 20 years with an intention to like to fly into it. Like he wants to fly into the back hole, uh, the black hole. I said back hole, <laughs> black hole. That's a very important distinction to make right not there. Not with this movie, and, it's not. Uh, and and then I have a note that just says, "quote adventure ensues?" question mark. Yeah. So so I my mindset while I was watching this movie was again I you know the, this movie has has garnered a reputation of like oh it's it's not a good movie it's a bad movie but there's also this sort of cult following behind it so it's it's interesting like what do you make of this movie approaching it in 2020? So I I tried to approach this movie with the mindset that like okay I'm in ni- I'm in 1979 right. Uh, I'm wearing really short yeah. shorts and really tall yeah. socks. Okay. That's, that's what I'm doing. Um, I'm lanky. Uh, I, my hair is even larger than it is right now in you 2020. Have a intentionally thermos that has SpaghettiOs in it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just right. I'm just sort of eating the SpaghettiOs out of yeah. the thermos. Um, I've, I'm wearing, I'm wearing both a headband and wristbands, not cause I'm playing sports, but just because that was my decision yeah. to wear that today. Right. And and uh, Star Wars is broken on the scene. I have seen it, a, you know, number of times, and uh, and so I tried to put myself in the mindset of watching this movie with that thought Good process. For you. How'd that go for and, you? And and then, well, that was one mindset okay. that I had, and then I had to take myself to another mindset, which was like, well, what if Star Wars never came mm, out? Interesting. Right? Like, what if what if we just didn't know what Star Star Wars right. was? And this is Disney doing a sci-fi movie. How do I respond to it? And then the third frame of mind I had was like, well, what do I think about it right. now? Now that Star Wars has permeated our culture and has shaped pop culture as we know it, what do I think about this movie? Uh, and, and I, you know, I'm going to get into okay. that. You, you're going to hang on. And listeners, you're going to hang wow. on uh, while I get into it. But first, I want to tell you about what my familiarity with the movie The Black Hole was. So much sounded like you were going to do an advertisement right there. But first, I wanted to talk about Wix. Wix is a website building. (laughs) Wix is a fantastic website. Do you have a problem building websites? Wix will help you. Um, Okay. Put in the offer code BOBSLEDS and you'll get 10% off your first month in Wix. Thanks, Wix, for being a sponsor of BOBSLEDS and Banthas. Now back to the show. Great job. 
Wix uh, did no, not sponsor the show. No, that was a freebie. But, if, if, but listen, Wix, if you would like to sponsor <laughs> the show, don't. info at bobsledsandbanthas.com. My familiarity with the black hole, uh, I, I know that I watched this when I was yeah. a kid. I, I, I did not go see it in the movie theater, but it must have been on TV. For some reason in my mind, I, I sort of vision that I watched this over at my aunt's house while my mom was visiting with my aunt. Like that's sort of like the, the cobwebby memory yeah. that I have. Um, I had the record storybook and I remember listening to that over and over and over again that had the, you know, you'd open up. For, for those of you who don't understand what a record storybook is, uh, it would be an LP, uh, a vinyl that's album. That's not helping that them. Get that would... <laughs> Um, uh, so imagine a CD. Nope. Can't do that. Okay. Um, imagine if you will, a plate that you would eat dinner off of, uh, but instead that plate contained information in the form of audio. And if you were to put a needle onto that plate and spin it around in a fast enough rotation, it would create sound. Great. Now we've established what a record is and how you would buy these records and they would come with storybooks that you would listen to and flip through with uh, with with pictures of the movie as you flip through it. I had the record storybook. I had a black hole pop-up book. Dang. And I remember just going, just combing through yeah, you that got into over it. and over and over. I loved the black hole as a kid, but I have not seen this movie in 40 years. I don't, re- I don't remember anything about this movie except for some of the more fantastical uh, pieces of it, like the robots that have, du- I remember the dual blasters and I remember Vincent, right? Um, those things are the things that I wow. remembered, and and I was really curious to yeah, see. Yeah, you're what you're riding into like. this viewing with with a little bit of bias, a little bit of history, like young Scott Storm, little Scott Storm laying on his laying on the carpet yeah. there in his aunt's house, and just, and just like that's ah, right, laying on my tummy. Pew, pew, pew. Yep. yep, I got Mommy, my Star Wars jammies on. Do you think on. I could go into a black hole someday? <laughs> <laughs> my my feet are yeah. kicking lazily in the <laughs> totally. air as I flip through the black hole. Oh, pop-up I book. just love Vincent, mommy. And uh, oh, mommy, I and love And so you have a lot riding on this when you go home? into it. For me, I had, I had not, you told me one night, you're like, hey, we're going to watch the black hole. It's kind of like Star Wars. And I was like, all right, cool. Did you have any familiarity, no. any nope. familiarity whatsoever? None. None. Wait, d- did you even know that this was a no. movie? That's I know, me, me too. Because you, you also are a child of I the am. 80s. And so I'm really surprised that a Disney fan, a Star Wars fan, a child of the 80s, like, how does this not register for you? Because when Star Wars, I don't know, when Star Wars came out, that's all I watched. Uh, We had two two Betamaxes, (laughs) we had two Sony Betamaxes, so that I didn't have to wait for Star Wars to rewind. I could just start the other copy while the other one rewinded. (laughs) (laughs) No time, gotta watch it again. It kind of went over and over and over again. You were just basically chain smoking (laughs) uh, Star Wars films. So no, I yeah, did, I, yeah, I went okay. into it completely fresh. Well, I watched it with the whole family. I'm like, hey, uh, Scott, my 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 kids uh, like like Scott Storm. They think he's funny and nice and and stuff. So uh, Scott says we should watch this movie. They're like, oh yeah, we'll watch it if Scott says we should. I was like, and your family turned on yeah. you, and said, and they they unsubscribed to the podcast. Yeah. They stopped following us on Instagram. They said never again. Listen, I didn't say watch this movie because I think it's going right, to be good. Right, I didn't right. say that. I said watch this movie. Let's talk yeah. about it. Fair enough. So that's Fair so. So the fact that you subjected your family to this movie is not my fault. That's not. I. That's on you, buddy, not me, because I did not subject my family oh, to it. Oh, that was nice In of you. In fact, I'm really glad yeah. I didn't yep. subject my family to it because this movie is not for kids. No. And and I don't mean that in like an adult way. I don't mean like oh, there's something really lewd or or inappropriate. What I mean is like if I 
if I was to be watching, I don't know why I had this pop-up book, okay? I don't know why I had the storybook because there is no way that this I mean, was movie the, was meant to be taken in by a then four-year-old. I imagine it being in like a, a, a white, uh, like, you know, a white plastic, a chain link circular bin in the middle of a store. And it's at the bottom of this bin and the bin just says free. And so your mom just <laughs> your mom just grabs it out of there. And is this really free, the back, black hole pop-up book? And he's like, oh yeah, that's free. Get Take it. I yeah I would I that scenario is probably accurate. Uh, the other scenario that I would accept is the uh, Star Wars read along was ten ninety nine and the Black Hole read along was three ninety nine, yeah. and it's the same thing. He'll yeah, like it's, it. It's like similar. When are we when you want to get it when we want to get into the the actual like you know I don't want to go ahead of you. Well, I I have a okay, question for you. Okay, so we've we've established that this is. Uh, people will say that this is Disney's version of Star yeah. Wars before Disney owned Star Wars, which I think is just a delightful uh, po- uh, poetry yeah. there. But my question to you is, it, what is your thought? Is this a Star Wars ripoff? No, not not at all. It's not it's not it's not the same genre of storytelling. It's not the same genre of yeah. filmmaking. Uh, it, it, it So I'll go into that later, I guess. But it's 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 not even in the realm of a Star Wars. The fact that they both take place in space, they both have kind of robot things. Uh, I guess you could see that parts of it were inspired, like maybe Vincent is some uh, amalgamation sure. of uh, of the of R2-D2 a little bit, but more accurately, the uh, oil bath thing that washes uh, C-3PO. Uh, into yeah, okay. That's more of what Vincent is. He's more of the oil bath system. The oil yeah, bath. Than the oh, <laughs> oh, thank the maker. Yeah. Uh, this oil bath is going to feel so good. <laughs> so in the fact that there's people and those people have robot uh, sidekicks and that there's robots that have mag Googly magnet eyes. lasers or, or some ridiculous lasers, I don't, I don't know, maybe. But in terms of, uh, you know what's really impressive to me? And I'll answer your question this way. When you watch The Black Hole, which was made after Star Wars, I found actually, I, this is weird. I mean, I found a whole new appreciation for the level of, of mastery and visual effects oh gosh, of Star Wars. Yes. I'm like... If this is what Disney could do, you know, after Star Wars, Disney. they had the playbook. They had the they had the Star Wars playbook. I mean, you, you make cool stuff that looks aged, and you put, you know, if they had the playbook, and this is what they came up with, Star Wars. I have a I, I had a new appreciation for how amazing Star Wars is. Well, interesting you mentioned that because Disney did reach out to Industrial Light and Magic to do the special effects for this movie, and ILM said, yeah. "No, we're not going to do this movie." So then Disney had to just do the do, the do without special effects for the movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's effectively what it looks like, I think, in a lot of ways, Um, or at the very least, just gin up whatever visual effects they had. But um, no, I agree. This is definitely this is definitely not a Star Wars ripoff. I mean, there's the only thing that this movie shares in common with Star Wars is that it takes place in space and that there are robots in it. And that's really it. I mean, there is I mean, there is I mean, even the the fact that uh, that the lack of gravity in space is present in this movie where it is not present in star Wars. There's, there's just so many things that are distinct from this movie, from star Wars that I, I, I don't think it's appropriate to say it's Disney's not star Wars ripoff. It's certainly You're not going to get that at all, but you, but no, but it's, but you also, it's also undeniable that Disney t- definitely took a look at what worked in star Wars. And they said, we need to put that yeah. in this. Like there is definitely star Wars peppered throughout yeah, this you, movie. You, yeah. You and, can see that it was not, I wouldn't use the word inspired by, but you could say we need those elements. How are those elements going to fit into our movie? We need that. That is but here's what I thought, right? Like the first, is, the first yeah. laser blast, uh, from a robot or otherwise in the black hole occurs very 
far into the movie. The first laser bash. Yeah, what is it like? It's like an yeah. hour. 15? Yeah, yeah. And in Star <laughs> Wars, so I mean, long. it's that's up front and center. You get laser yes. blaster battles right away. Star Wars opens to a delightful, you know, thing. And and this movie makes you wait. When you make somebody wait that long, that laser gun better be amazing. And they were not. And it, you're right. It it was it was not. And it takes place a long time. I mean, I I actually wrote down the fact that they were carrying blasters at one point. I was like, oh, they have blasters. Yeah. Okay, that, that this is like 25 minutes into the movie. And then I actually made a note to myself that said, at 42 minutes in the movie, we have A, been introduced to a mad scientist. B, seen slow-moving silent yeah. robots. C, understood that this was a ship filled with people at one point, and now it's empty. Uh, what, what, what number I D, what number am I on? D, my letter, my letter D, uh, we, we've talked a lot and we've seen one mildly threatening robot and one mysterious funeral and had one jump yeah. scare and, and three la- laser is the mildly sc- 42 minutes is the into mildly the movie. scary robot. The one that looks like it was best suited to be on a cooking show. Not really scary. The red one that's like, and like, uh, that is clearly the Max, one that's Maximilian. 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 Uh, Maximilian is clearly intended to be the big heavy, yeah. the big scary robot with mixer hands, uh, which I remember as a child being like, no way, really about like that. That was a very frightening thought. I also thought it was really cool, like cool weapon. Wow. To have. Uh, but, but this is, but this is, this does not yeah. work. Maximilian does not work in 2020 as a menacing robot. You want me to tell um, you what my problems with yeah. the movie are or what? What do you want to do? Well, let's let's go through let's let's really quickly sort of go through what happens okay. in this movie, uh, and then and then we can talk about sort of what your thoughts are on the movie. Um, I, I I really love the idea of breaking this movie down because because ultimately, like this is not this subgenre of this movie. We can agree this is science fiction, but as far as the subgenre goes, like I think that this is more of like a it's like a mystery. It's like a thriller, like a sci-fi sci-fi thriller. Um, and surprisingly, I think I heard somebody described uh, it as like a as psycho in space or something like that. Well, uh, and that is probably appropriate because Anthony Perkins is uh, in this yeah. movie. He has a starring role, of course. Uh, Norman Bates in Psycho. Uh, it it definitely has an unsettling feeling. The way I would describe this is, um, if I had to summarize this movie and what it felt like to me, it felt like Stanley Kubrick directed a Disney science fiction yeah. movie. Uh, you're making yeah. a nod there to uh, uh, the v- 2001 yeah. and The Shining. Okay, and all of that. Yeah, the, the heady, the sort of yeah. heady, uh, am I supposed to be stoned to watch? Like, would it be better if... if- yeah, like, what is... Like, there, there must be a deeper meaning here. What yeah, is this, this deeper is all an meaning? allegory for something, all. but I don't know what it is. Because what we have, so we're, it's obviously a spoiler-free. This movie's been out for forty years. It's it's spoiler-free it at this point. Um, or I mean, I'm sorry, we're not. It's not spoiler-free. We're going to have plenty of spoilers. I'm sorry. The thing that I the, said, the, the title of the movie spoils itself because the title of the movie is in fact the, the 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 movie, the experience of the movie. The black hole is what you yeah. feel like when you're watching it. <laughs> the emptiness, the cavernous yeah. of space, is yeah. in your so heart. So the movie with movie. the title. But go, keep going. So. So you have this crew that that finds this this ship that's sitting on the edge of space at the black hole. They go in. There's uh there's one person there. His name is uh, Doctor Reinhardt. They know who he is. We don't know who he is, but they tell us that he was on this ship and the ship was filled with people and that he sent all these people home uh, and that some of the people that stayed they died. So he's the only one. But the ship is being powered by tons of robots. There's just robots everywhere. Uh, and and as this You're crew it sound that is trying than it to is, con- but keep going. 
<laughs> well, okay, I'm going to keep going. So, but the, the crew is trying to convince Reinhardt to come home. Like, come home with us. We're here to rescue you now. And he says, no, 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 I've been here. I've been studying the black hole for 20 years. I want to go into the black hole. And they're saying, you're crazy. We're not doing that. And then Anthony Perkins' character, who's sort of like the scientist, he's like, oh, no, no, I'm buying what Reinhardt is selling. We're going into this black hole. And then the rest of the crew is like, no, we're getting the heck out of here. You guys are all nuts. And then like a lot of crazy things happen. Uh, what we, we learn that the robots aren't really robots. They're actually the crew who was piloting the ship and that they've been turned into sort of zombie-like creatures that are now also uh, uh, manning the ship. Um and then the crew, and then and then there's asteroids that start hitting hitting the ship at one point. And so the survivors that want to get out of the uh, uh, get out of this ship, they are moving back to their shuttle to try to power their shuttle up to get out while the ship is exploding everywhere. And uh, and then Reinhardt never actually makes it into the black hole. He actually gets crushed in an explosion in the control room in this really crazy scene where he's crushed by. Uh, like girders, and then he's calling out to his robots uh, that are powering the the ship, that are they're manning all of the the computers. He's calling out to them for help, and they're just zoned in on their computer screens in this really creepy way. And so they're not turning to help him. He dies. The survivors get off the ship. They realize that they're getting pulled into the black hole. So then they just go into the black hole. And then there's this really trippy experience where you see what happens to them in the black hole. And I, I feel like I've been talking for a while. Do you want to no, take this keep one? Going, finish it. Bring it home. I mean, this is better than the movie. Just so you guys all know, listening to this, <laughs> Scott's uh, what he's doing. It's better than the movie. He's making it sound way better. This is better. Don't don't watch this movie, <laughs> but keep going. But it's but the story is amazing. I mean, it, it ends up the story ends up being amazing. They go into the black hole and then suddenly you see them traveling through it. And the intention is getting through the black hole. And what happens is. The, the movie then cuts from the survivors that are going through the black hole into what I guess is supposed to be inside the black hole, which is uh, suddenly you see Maximilian, the, 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 the blender handed robot that we said is the big heavy and Reinhardt, who we've seen die. They are now in this uh, red filtered uh, setting where they sort of merge together and then you see Reinhardt's eyes inside of Maximilian's robot uh, visor and they're standing on top of this, the, the one, the Reinhardt Maximilian is now standing on top of this mountaintop where there's fire everywhere and then there are these like dark robed figures that are all around them I'm assuming this yeah. is hell because that's what this list. There's certainly alluding to that, and that, and what we know, uh, we know that that that's must must be what this is because then they quickly cut to this sort of laser-filled cathedral ceiling or uh, ca- cathedral ceiling type of framework where then a an angel is flying through what looks like a you'd almost say it's like it's like hyperspace like if if a hyperspace was a cathedral uh, right. window. Uh, and that and that shape was now going through it at hyperspace speed, and then an angel is passing through it. That's the next thing we see, and then the third thing we see after that is the crew coming out of the black hole, and they're now making their way toward another yeah. planet, they're and like, then Wednesdays. fade to black. Wednesdays, right? Fade to black. That's the Wednesdays end of the movie. Crazy. <laughs> like, and what is going on in this movie? I mean, that's that. It's. I have just I, I feel like I have accurately described you've this over described it in that the, the movie would have functioned uh, anyways you, you you definitely you did it justice and then some 
Um, do you want me to talk about what I thought about the movie? I go wherever you, I have talked for a while, go where the well, I'm going to tell you my, 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 I'm going to tell you what I thought about the movie and not like a rating, but what, what the problem, what the core problem with the movie for me is. Uh, so I, I did not like it. I did not, uh, I could not, okay. I would never watch it again other than as some kind of weird, uh, you know, it's fun to make fun of how bad it is, um, type of thing. Is it that is it's, it that bad? Yeah, it's for you, terrible. Though, like, that you would make that you would you would hate watch this movie to make fun of it with other people. Yeah, it's terrible. The gravity scene at the beginning, that Vincent robot, oh, the, the artistic direction on almost every part of the movie, the the panels that the robots control, the sets, the the Vincent robot itself is ridiculous. Vincent the robot ridiculous. looks like he's out of the sequel to The Wizard of Oz, whatever that is called. Return to Oz. <laughs> yes. Describe paint paint a word picture for our for our friends oh, that are like, listening about what Vincent looks like. It's like if a like. tomato were metal and then like uh, it had like a <laughs> cylinder that popped up the middle of it and then they're like, "All right, that that looks goofy. What can we do to make it more goofy?" And it's like, "What if we got big googly eyes? Big rectangular Yeah, big Google. <laughs> big yes, rectangular <laughs> googly eyes and then uh we'll put those on them." And then they're like, all right, we, we've made two of them, though, but we kind of screwed up on the first one. They're like, no, nah, put that one in the movie, too. It doesn't matter. No, we can use that. We'll use that as an extra <laughs> yeah. character. We'll name him Bob. Just, True story. <laughs> they have a broken one of these, and they name him Bob. It's just the character design is so comically different than Star Wars and bad. It's not good. Uh, it's not good. But and, and Vincent serves a purpose, sort of. I mean, he's supposed to be, I guess, like an information yeah. droid. I guess that's the idea, right? I mean, he certainly, he doesn't fight. He doesn't really assist the crew in any way. He's just there. He, he's almost there just to be uh, this sardonic uh, uh, jerk of a, of a robot that is, I, I don't know what purpose yeah. he serves so, beyond that. So two problems, the two major problems I have with them, other than, well, I'll just go over the one because the one is, is the problem is that the movie is is story tell, told and shot uh, the way it's shot. It, it's this thing they tell you in writing: d- don't tell, show, don't don't tell the audience what's happening. Show the audience what's yeah. happening. And this movie yeah. actually feels to me like uh, a stage play uh, that just happened to have a camera there. So they're in one location and they do a bunch of talking, and then they're like, "Well, let's go over here and do some more talking." There, there's very little that that drives this movie in terms of action, in terms of cinematics, in terms of that kind of stuff. It's very much just characters talking to each other. The plot is revealed through dialogue. Yep. The action is revealed yep. through dialogue. And so my kids are watching this and they were kind of like, we know this is terrible, but why is it so bad? Why is it bad? Right. And it's not <laughs> right. that the story's yes. bad. It's not that the actors are bad. It's just that is an older style of movie making where it's very much like a theater performance with sets. And it's like, we're going to talk about this part of the plot now. And we call that exposition when we just sort of explain things to people. I ironically, that is exactly the problem with the Star Wars prequels. So yeah. whereas this movie is nothing like the original Star Wars movies, it is very similar to the Star Wars prequels because it is heavy exposition yes. of people talking in rooms about things that happened without actually showing. Yeah. Them. And so it just get, it gets very uh, laborious to watch the exchange between Reinhardt and the people where they're like, yes, but that would mean this. And he goes, aha, it would mean that because this. And they go, hmm, but that would mean that. And it's like, oh, we're telling a story right now. And so it's like, why am I bored by this? You're bored because they're not showing you anything. They're not showing you any of the action happening. Um, So the pacing is is crazy. 
Uh, and then there's a lot of what they call uh, ex machina, meaning that uh, a god in the yep. machine, meaning there's no logical reason why this has happened. As you, you ev- it just happens. It, to it just happened because it happens. You don't need to understand why it happened. There was some right. telepathic link. There was some robot that did something. Yes. There's just stuff happened and we needed that stuff to happen. Uh, there was a quote unquote god in the machine and that's how the plot advanced. Uh, and so there's a lot of that kind of stuff. Some of it, my kids felt uh, was a little force rippy offy to some degree, but it was never explained well enough to be able to rip off the force because it just it's a weird telepathic thing that happens. How bizarre was it when they this is a movie that introduces it's not it's not far flung space ideas is realistic space ideas right and so you have a ship that looks like okay this is not the Millennium Falcon this looks like a spaceship that the the shuttle spaceship the Explorer spaceship looks like a spaceship that would launch yeah. from Earth and. Uh, and and before we even see, I think it's before we even see the larger spaceship, the spaceship that's sitting out on, on the edge of the black hole. They they talk, they may they they tell the female character, use your ESP to talk to Vincent and give him a message. And that was like, wait, wait, wait um, what? Wait, is it? Are they are they going to explain no. this at some point? Like they've explained everything else, right? They've had heavy exposition for everything else, but this idea that this character has a telepathic link to a robot is just like completely assumed by the audience as totally yeah. normal. So that was my major. I mean, there are lots of, there are lots of problems with pacing. Uh, to me, there's something charming about that old Disney, that old style of film where, where it's this grand set. And these people are usually in very drapey kind of costumes. These people feel like, yeah. uh, like <laughs> traditionally trained actors. They feel, they feel yes. like they're used to delivering a powerful monologue. They don't feel like character uh, actors. They're, they're not, it's just a different time of storytelling and it feels slow uh it feels like you have to settle in for it and so somebody that's used to watching uh quibi that shows 10 minute movies it's yeah, it's hard man it's a not- hard sell to sit through an uh 90 minutes of uh basically an audio book but with with pictures right um but the cast itself like i the the, the general sense that i got from the cast was these probably were all uh very classically trained uh, very professional thespians yeah. that were told, you know, Sir Alec Guinness, he took a Star yeah, Wars role. This. And they were like, we want to yeah. get in on this. This is Disney Star Wars. We're doing this. So no one no one of note other than Anthony Perkins from from Psycho is in this. And then Ernest Borgnine, uh, who I, I assume virtually none of our, our, our listeners will know who he is, but he was a a character actor in the 60s and 70s. He was in a show called McHale's Navy. He was in Airwolf in the 80s. Um, but he's the he's the only other one of note where I'm like, oh, I recognize yeah. that name. So the cast is very forgettable. Yeah. Um, they're, the, the, it's funny you mentioned the, the costuming because, yes, there are these long flowing robes of these, uh, the, the, the black robots uh, who, who feel very theatrical but then the cast itself, the human characters, I, I made a note that it looked like they were all dressed by L.L. <laughs> Bean uh, space space star, uh, yeah. version because they're all wearing like slacks <laughs> and like loafers and cable knit sweaters and none of it says Star, n- star Wars. None of it says science right, fiction yeah. to me. It just seems like very comfortable wear uh, when you're in the vacuum of space. I really liked the yeah. production design of this movie. The, now, Now, granted, it felt like they spent a lot more money in the second half of this movie on special effects and set design than they did on the first. I mean, half the, of the first movie. I mean, they, eight minutes are in a circular room of oh just man, people. It's so yeah, it, it's our, it's, it's a very rough intro to that movie. 
the the action set piece uh, centers around the table with they buttons do do on the it, Star Wars uh, they do the Star Wars uh, you know Star Destroyer fly over they do a I, they did a little yeah. oma, a little nod to the like hey we can have a big ship fly over the top of the camera too wasn't nearly as good as Star Wars or even remotely but they they did do that no but there are things that I think Black Hole does really well there it's weird because it is it's very inconsistent the things that it does well i think it does really well and the problem is that's undercut by all the things that are done poorly like for example i think that the set design of the main control room where you have all of those computers and a huge picture window that's looking out onto the black hole and there's just these ominous black figures that are all standing they're all sitting behind these screens that you learn to be robots and they're not really robots they're zombies but like that first sweeping shot like when they when the when we are brought into that room for the first time it's vast it's grand and it's very it's very unsettling to be there and i think that's I think that's a, a, a fantastic aspect of this movie. The number of times they do in unsettling things that are intentionally unsettling feels really yeah. good to me. Um, the, the problem is, like I said, then you have like these red stormtrooper type robots that have no articulation in their knees. And so then they, they just are like sort of hopping around uh, or walking around all herky jerky, like, uh, like something out of a 1950s flash Gordon yeah. serial. Uh, you know, that that's like, oh, this is what sci-fi felt like then. And it feels dated oh, watching yeah. it with the mindset of 1979. Having seen Star Wars, this feels very dated For already. Sure. Um, but there are but there are there are things about it that I found really entertaining. Uh, and 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 so at the end of the day, it, <laughs> as I'm watching this movie, I'm thinking, man, this is really rough. It's really yeah. slow. It's exposition heavy. Uh, it's it's vacant. A lot of it feels very yeah. vacant. Uh, vacant in terms of space within the sets. Vacant in terms of uh, uh, special effects. A lot of it just feels very, very rough. And yet the story behind it is a really interesting and I think it's a really good story. It's just not a yeah. Disney story. It's it's not a, it's not a family-friendly story. Do you feel like we've talked about this too much or do you feel like this is the right amount of time to talk about the black hole? I mean, I feel like I could talk for hours about this. <laughs> what movie if I told you it was eleven? Um, we haven't even right we, we haven't even gotten into the yeah. score. I mean, the the score is we don't have to. Is get it into the guy the score, that wrote? Okay, Aaron. It, clearly, you want to move. Is it the guy that wrote the James Bond? The bum 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 bum. Yeah, he wrote like every James yeah. Bond score, and this feels very bomb. Very. The movie opens with yeah. an overture. Okay, it's a two and a half minute black screen. I literally I thought there too. was something I wrong was like, what is with going the picture on with this movie? because there's not even a st- like there's there's nothing on the screen that says yeah. overture. It's just music that's playing, and I'm thinking, what is going on? This is going on for a very yeah. long time, two minutes and forty five minutes, and then suddenly we're hitting the credits. Uh, interestingly, again, as I did my research on this, this is one of the last movies to feature an overture at the beginning yeah. of the movie. So it's, it, I, I think. It, the thing that I really like about this movie are the concepts behind it and the touchstones in history, Disney history and also cinematic yeah. history. Uh, I, there's just, there's something about it that at the end of this movie, when I'm watching them go through heaven and hell <laughs> through the, uh, through the, the black hole, when this movie ended, I was like, I think I love oh, the wow, black hole. Really? I think I wow. love this movie. I, my, one of my thoughts was if they remade this movie, I would go see this film. Like, I hope they reboot this, but I just don't think Disney's the right company to reboot this movie. Like, I think they could do a series out yeah. of this. So, like, so 
How do you uh, rate this on a movie? scale of what to what? Uh, is, this five a, ban- is this a black hole or a black no? Uh, you want to do like bantha horns? No. How many bantha horns would s- I give it? Yeah, how many bantha uh, horns? What's the most? Uh, understanding that each bantha has two uh, well, horns. Well, what's so so ten is ten the highest number of bantha horns I can give out? I'm gonna give it three out of ten bantha horns. Three out of yeah. ten bantha. I would horns. recommend that you don't watch this movie. In fact, I'll put it differently. I dare you to watch this movie. I, I Ooh, dare wow. you to make it through it. Gauntlet yeah, if you're Rome. out there, you go watch it. If you make it through, you uh, you go to Instagram, uh, bobsleds and banthas, and you take a picture of the end credits or something to prove that you made it to the end. Because I don't think you will. Yeah, like when you mm-hmm. beat Super Mario, you would just take a picture and send exactly. it into Nintendo Power. That's what, that's what I want you, you to that's do. What we yeah, uh, I also, I would agree. I would love people to send in the, the pictures of them hitting the credits um, or any part in the heaven and hell Just your facial the black expression. Tag, uh, tag Bantha, bobsleds and banthas, uh, black hole, yeah. and just give me, give me a picture of your face when, you, when you're watching that part, what that feels like. <laughs> I'm going to give this four Bantha okay. horns out of 10. Uh, again, I don't recommend this movie for families. I don't even know if I recommend this movie for, for anybody. Uh, and yet I also am, I'm, I'm compelled by this movie. Yeah. I am just compelled and intrigued by this movie. I'm really happy that I revisited oh, yeah, I'm it. Too. I'm really happy. If nothing else, and I've listened to the it, score. watch it so that when you see Vincent, the robot come on, you can be like, wow, I can make movies. If they can do this, <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> what? Let me put it this way. If you watch Vincent, I guarantee... Let's let's say you watch Vincent and you have a poor impression of C-3PO. Once you watch this movie, you'll be like, man, C-3PO. Right. He was really helpful. He was a, he was a yeah. nice guy. He was helpful. Uh, I really have a new appreciation for him because I feel like what they did was they said, we want to take R2 and 3PO and put them together in Vincent. And oh my gosh. It was like none of the cuteness of R2 and uh, just a plain yeah. mean... Yeah. mean robot talk to me scott about uh, what you've been doing this week i watched okay. the black hole uh would you like to talk about that right now so the black hole is a 1970 no okay um i'm just gonna lean away from that bit uh let's see this week uh in addition to watching the black hole i uh, showed my kids the yeah. rocketeer uh my oldest had seen it one other time i showed my others uh for the jennifer first time. connelly right man i love that movie she's jennifer on my connelly, quarantine. uh billy campbell timothy <laughs> yeah timothy yeah. dalton timothy dalton not okay. on my quarantine uh but but you know, um, Alan Arkin, yeah. uh, man, uh, just Paul Sorvino, like a star-studded cast. That is also going to be a back of the vault uh, review for Dope. us at some point. Um, but I, I won't bury the lead on this one. Man, I love oh, the wow. Rocketeer. Man, I love oh, the wow. Rocketeer. So I was really happy to watch it with the kids. Uh, we're also going to restart the, or we're going to start the last uh, season of the Clone Wars and see how that thing finishes up. And uh, I've been playing Nerf in Tag the house with the or kids. outside of the house. Uh, Okay. Outside the house, outside of the house, um, and uh, just every day going out and just uh, blasting each other with foam. It's a lot of fun. I um, I spent way too much money on uh, on a Nerf blaster recently. What are the rules and, of Nerf uh, tag? How, is is somebody it, or is it just like single elimination? Is it death match? Is it skirt? Like, what are the rules of Nerf tag? Is it just shoot until you hit somebody? Yeah. So we have played it as traditional tag, but uh, okay. with blasters. So whoever is it has to hit somebody with their blaster. And then they, and then once that person is hit, uh, the new it, uh, counts to five and then they, they start blasting. So it's, uh, it's fun. It's a lot lot of fun. fun. And, and it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's just, you know, we're passing, we're all passing the time. We're sitting in hammocks. We're shooting each other with foam. It's a good time. What about, what about the, uh, uh, we watched something kind of fun on uh, Disney Plus that uh, you can check out if you want to at uh, the uh, Hollywood Bowl. They're uh, not too far from Burbank. 
Uh, they did a, a yep. Coco. They did a Coco night of music. Night of Coco music. Oh, I like the movie. I love the music. Uh, I like that whole uh, that that whole cultural aspect of of Dia de los Muertos, or that's it, abbreviated, uh-huh. uh, I believe. Um, so I like that whole thing, and uh, I like the Hollywood Bowl a lot for a reason. I'll tell you in a second. And so you can go find this on Disney Plus, Coco at the uh, Hollywood Bowl. And uh, they, they do projection mapping on the Hollywood Bowl. And it's super cool. They sing the songs. A uh, little side note, uh, the reason I like the Hollywood Bowl so much is uh, I saw John Williams there in person. So I have oh seen gosh. Star Wars conducted live by the man who wrote it himself. And oh, Steven Spielberg amazing. was there what, as well. Uh, but how long ago was this? Uh, about a little over a year. Yeah, it was oh, recent. Really. We drove oh, down there recent. just for that. I got word that he was going to be there. We got tickets the, as soon as I found out. We drove down there, stayed in Burbank, uh, went there, and and he came out. And I will tell you this. I'll tell you that. If you've listened to this whole podcast, you you, you get to the end of it, you get this little story. Is, uh, Bravo. Yeah, yeah good job. You did well. <laughs> you made it through the black is hole I watched uh, Steven Spielberg was out there with him on stage, and they were doing stuff from Indiana Jones and all sorts of different things You know, John, that John Williams has composed for. Uh, and so towards the end of the night... Um, you know, they're doing some Star Wars music. They did the Olympic stuff. And but they're, they're now going to do the, the, the title track. And nobody knows they're going to do the, the theme track, the theme song to Star Wars. Nobody, none of us knew that. Uh, but I'm looking at John Williams yeah. and he looks at his orchestra like he's the man. He's up there conducting. How, how, how are they not? How do you not know that? Because they've do done Star a Wars. bunch of music. You just don't know what they're going to do next. They're not telling you what they're going to do. Oh, I you, see. Okay. Okay, but you, but you, you're seeing John Williams. You know that it's coming. You just don't know when. They they don't give you any nod that that's what they're going to do. And so I'm watching him, and he's looking at his orchestra that he's been conducting all night. And they, they, there's obviously, you know, what a tremendous honor to be able to play for him. Uh, And he raises his, you know, conducting stick or whatever. And I, I just happened to be looking at his face before he started, and he just did this little wink, smile, and a nod to his orchestra. It wasn't to the audience. It was to the people that were about to play his song. And he just gave him a little head tilt and a little wink, like here it goes. We're about to blow this place up. Are you guys ready? Theme yeah. song to Willow. Yeah. <laughs> it was just the most. <laughs> just it was just the most. Uh, just John Williams just it being was just a jerk. the most uh, just like, like knowing thing that that the moment you hit that first note, the audience behind me, yeah. which is packed, is going to explode. You know it's going to happen. Right. I know it's going to happen. It's why everybody's here. And he just gave him a little wink, yeah. like let's do this together. And it was just the coolest thing awesome. I've ever seen. And then he raised his, you know, his baton and they started the song and everybody went crazy. Yeah. <laughs> everybody yes. went nuts. Yes. Uh, but that, that was a, like a bucket list thing that I got to achieve is to see him in person and see him play star Wars was awesome, man. I wish I had known you during that time just so that you could have texted. Oh, you would have come man. I would have not allowed you to Hollywood not go. Bowl. I know that that would have been, I mean, that definitely would have been a, a, yeah. a road trip. Uh, yeah. undoubtedly so that's undoubtedly. why I like the Hollywood uh, Co- um, uh, Coco uh, yeah that's all that's all the announcements I have uh, hey listen we got uh, we got some listener no mailbag. way yeah yeah already, oh already. we got a um, is it from Disney show, lawyers his name is they really got that in yeah, quick it says they'd like to talk with you about <laughs> when you broke into uh, when you swam yeah. upstream and went on Pinocchio uh, you, no, we got a message from, uh, Ray Zuzu. Hey, Ray Zuzu. Name. I think it's, uh, it's yeah. Ray Zuzu. And he said, uh, he said, you talk, uh, you talk about all the Disney, all, all the stuff that Disney owns. And the question for us is, does that open you up for talking about Simpsons? Since Disney now owns the Simpsons through the Fox acquisition. I that thought that an was an interesting question. question. I'm in, I'm curious to know how you responded. Um, 
I I have plenty to say about The Simpsons, but uh, yeah, it it opens us up to that. But I don't think that it would be a regular occurring thing. Uh, I I would see that. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be a regular occurring thing for me. I like The Simpsons. Yeah, I, I I like The Simpsons. You know, we say where this is a podcast about Disneyland and Star Wars and all the other things that Walt Disney Company owns right. that we love. And I certainly loved Simpsons at one point, um, but I think I am like probably. Uh, I, I imagine like 85, 90% of America where they love the Simpsons, but who's yeah. watching the Simpsons yeah. anymore? I mean, I, I, I take it by Ray's question. Clearly Ray is, uh, but yeah, I have not, I Has cannot, the Simpsons done? Well, the last time I watched the Simpsons was when the Simpson movie oh, came wow. out. That was the last watched time I watched the Simpsons. The Simpsons. Has the Simpsons done a Star Wars thing like uh, Phineas and Ferb has and Family Guy and uh, uh, Blue Chicken or whatever, Rooster, whatever? Yeah, robot, robot chicken, chicken. rooster, rooster chicken, <laughs> rooster chicken, would be a great name for a band. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, but I bet you, I know, I know a listener who does know. Yeah. Ray, Ray Zuzu. If they did a star Wars thing, so I would Ray be reviewing that. Other than that, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about yeah. family guys, star Wars, blue, blue harvest and whatever. Yeah, that's fair. I, but, it, but if the Simpsons did do a star Wars thing, please let us know. We'll watch yeah. it. We'll talk about it. Uh, maybe maybe yeah. we'll, we'll great question Ray Zuzu listen uh, Aaron Robbins I know that we said that we were going to do uh, freeze it raise it plus it this episode uh, but we've spent a lot of time talking about yeah, we're, we're, we're at an hour and, and a half uh, easy on this episode yeah yeah and I don't want to waste our listeners time uh, by uh, by doing another segment is that the only thing from the mailbag at the same time I also, oh, you better the only make something up Scott Storm episode five Episode five. How many? How many emails do you You're want, right. man? Uh, I can't be greedy. But, but listen, we would we love some, to get uh, new more reviews on the our, iTunes. Our right? We're, we're, we're rolling. We got some new reviews on the iTunes. We are still keeping uh, strong at yeah, that thanks, five guys. star. But but uh, we would love it if you would go on iTunes and rate us. I feel like suddenly I found myself in the outro, and I wanted to throw the outro to you. So I'll start this one. We would love it if you went to iTunes and rated us and reviewed us. It actually really helps us with. Uh, people finding the show and so staying in addition motivated to, you to do it evangelizing <laughs> and stay motivated to do it yeah we are uh we are uh, we are uh, just craving the uh the accolades and the uh the adoration we we desperately need attaboys so please give us attaboys give us attaboys both on instagram and on itunes uh again i found my way into yeah. this outro aaron take it from here what do you want to just end the podcast thanks for listening oh man <laughs> come for- on Come on, you couldn't just take... I had the baton. Was I was just like gently putting it All into right, your hand. All you had to do was pick up and start saying our, our social oh, media handles. those are. Thanks for listening to... What's the name? Uh, okay, just step good. aside, all right? Hey, listen, thanks for, thanks so much for listening to Bobsleds and Banthas. We're releasing every week uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts, that's where we're at. Um, if we're not at a place where you want us to be, let us know and we'll make sure to get there. Uh, like I said, reviews matter. We would love it if you rev- if you reviewed us on iTunes. It helps other people find the show. Um, we've got uh, we got a couple of reviews on there right now. We can yeah, use we more. Can. If you do a review for us, and you let us know uh, that you've reviewed us and you have a question for us, we'll be sure to give you five minutes uh, on, on any topic you want us to talk about. Visit us at bobsledsandbanthas.com. On Instagram, we're at bobsledsandbanthas. I'm at Hey Scott Storm. Aaron, you uh, are? Really happy to have done this episode with you. <laughs> and also at Aaron Robbins. I hate you so much. I hate you. Hate you to death. I hate you. Not unlike you hate Vincent. Uh, we thank you so much for listening to the show. Man, we love making this show. Uh, let us know what you think and uh, what you want to hear next. 
Thanks for listening. Hey, did we'll you see hear you uh, my daughter in the intro? Oh, yeah, in the intro song? I She's did. Like, I want to be, if your kids yeah, yeah, want to be in the intro song, you have them record whatever. I'll just throw it in there as a soundbite. I will. What'd you say? It's time, time to throw down, down, y'all. I'm like, I'll put it in there, whatever. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every day. This Saturday night. Now there are more new rides for more fun. Synthomagnetic musical sound. Through the magic of light and sound. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. Open every day, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done.